What's up, you guys? It's your girl, Kitty J, again, back with another Growing In and Glowing For Christ podcast. Tonight, we're doing the Kids and Family Devotional Bible Study, and tonight's Bible study is entitled, Make a Noise. For those of you that's tuning in, every Wednesday, we do Kids and Family Devotional Bible Study out of the story of the Bible from A to Z book from the Daily Grace Co. You can follow the Daily Grace Co. on Instagram. And they have some wonderful study guides, studies for the Bible and helping you get closer to God. So today's Bible study is making noise. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this Bible study that we are about to receive. Lord, I ask that you will clear our minds so that we can interpret what it is that you are trying to tell us through this Bible study. Lord, I ask that you will cover us from all hurt, harm, and danger wherever we are. Keep us safe, Lord. Lord, I ask that you heal this world. Heal everyone. Let them know that you are God, Lord. And just thank you for blessing us with another beautiful day. Blessing us to be able to have another Bible study. All these prayers I ask in your son Jesus Christ's name. Knowing that you are answering my prayers. Amen. Okay. Make a noise. The Old Testament has a lot of laws, ceremonies, and rituals. And it may be hard to understand those things. There were actually guidelines that God gave his people so that they would know how to worship and obey him. God is holy and he was calling his covenant people to holiness too. So after receiving the law and building the tabernacle, they continued toward the promised land with the Ark of the Covenant leading the way. The journey should have only taken two weeks on foot, but get this, it took 40 years. So it took them 40 years to get to the promised land. Yes, the Israelites spent 40 years in the wilderness because of unbelief. You see, God had led them to a place called Kadesh. Kadesh. I don't know if I'm saying it right. (laughs) And the promised land, which is called Canaan, was just across the Jordan River. Moses sent 12 spies to go check out the land. When they returned, 10 of the spies caused an uproar. They told the Israelites that the people in Canaan were too strong and they wouldn't be able to overtake them. The other two spies, Caleb and Joshua, agreed that the people were big and strong, but they knew they would overcome them because God was on their side. After all, it was God's plan and promise to give them this very land. So... In all actuality, the journey to the promised land should have took, taken the Israelites only two weeks by foot. But guess what? They spent 40 years in the wilderness. Why? Because they didn't believe. They didn't truly believe and trust in God and his word and obey him. So because of unbelief, they spent 40 years 40 years in the wilderness that's a long time out there in the wilderness that they had to spend because they did not fully believe in god and his word and his purpose for them and his promise for them and so 
you had 12 spies that Moses sent over to the promised land, you know, to check it out, to make sure everything was okay, make sure everything was good enough for them to go over there to the promised land. So you got 10 of these spies out of 12. That's majority of them who basically had fear. And two of them out of that 12 believed that they were going to be okay. They didn't let fear overtake them because they knew that God was on their side from the very beginning. And they had faith, basically. They didn't let fear take over them. They had faith. So you got 10 people who allowed fear to come into their hearts because of what they seen. And sometimes we tend to do that as individuals. At times we tend to think or we look at somebody and say, oh, they're too big and too strong. Just like these Israelites, these 10 spies from the Israelites were saying to Moses when they came back with info. They were saying that these people are too big for them. You know, things that we tend to say when we look at other people that may be bigger than us or situations that may be too big for us to handle and stuff like that. We tend to let fear sneak its way into our hearts. And that's what these 10 spies did. They let fear sneak into their hearts instead of having faith like Caleb and Joshua, two of those spies. But the Israelites grumbled against Moses. They even said they wished they would have died in Egypt or in the wilderness. They doubted God's goodness. Sounds like Adam and Eve in the garden, right? But Joshua encouraged the Israelites to not rebel against the Lord or fear the people because God would take away the Canaanites' protection and be with them instead. Numbers 14, 7 through 9. But they didn't listen. So God gave them what they wanted. God prevented them from going into the promised land by causing them to wander in the wilderness for 40 years until the unbelieving generation died. Joshua 5 and 6. So basically, these Israelites had let fear sneak into their hearts. And Joshua tried to encourage them to not do that to have faith to trust in the lord that everything would be okay because that's his promise that was what he said and many times like i said we tend to do that because we're scared of a situation or we scared of a person or something that may look too big too strong too difficult instead of looking on the brighter side sometimes now you do have people who do look on the brighter side like Joshua and have faith that everything will be okay. God's going to handle this situation and stuff. We need to have that characteristic and be more like that characteristic so that we don't allow fear to slip in, you know, to our lives. So we won't be wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. And when I say that, it's basically metaphorically speaking we're um, wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. So we won't be going through the same cycle. You know, 
going through the same things, being stuck in the same area, stuck in the same situation because we're not looking on the brighter side of things just because our situation is terrible at that time. So, we don't want to be wandering for 40 years in the wilderness, metaphorically speaking. We want to prosper. We want to move forward. So, we have to trust in god trust that our situation will get better no matter how it looks at the moment you know storms only last for a moment it don't last a whole lifetime you have to believe that you know it starts with your thinking you think negative you get negative you think positive you get positive no matter how long it takes it's going to happen. You just have to trust in the Lord. And these Israelites, they didn't trust in the Lord enough. So guess what God did? God let them continue to wander in the wilderness for 40 years until they died off. They didn't listen to God. They didn't listen to the encouragement from Joshua. They could have been to the promised land. They could have been living lovely. You know... They let fear slip in. And sometimes we may not mean to let fear slip in, but we do. And we can't, we have to overcome that. We have to be stronger than fear. I know sometimes I let fear slip in. I automatically start praying when I know that I'm getting scared or fearful because I know that's not the way God wants me to live my life. He doesn't want me to live in fear. So I automatically start praying when fear tries to slip in and take over in any situation. I start praying or talk to God. That's what everyone needs to do. So that none of us will be wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. Okay. From that generation, only Joshua and Caleb will go into the land. So... Guess who went into the land? Joshua and Caleb. The two very people who were the two spies to go over there and who had faith. They didn't allow fear to take over them because they trusted God enough and his word and his promises that he that he made to them. And their their reward was they were allowed to go into the promised land and they lived a, a good life. The rest of the Israelites could have been doing the same thing if they wouldn't allow fear to slip in and take over. So we want to have more characteristics like Joshua and Caleb because we don't want fear to take over our lives. We don't want to be wandering in the wilderness for 40 years we don't want to be stuck in the same situation we were stuck in last year or the year before that you know what i'm saying we got to think positive we got to trust god it all boils down to faith it all boils down to obedience it all boils down to trusting the lord in every situation and everything it all boils down to not letting fear take over you. Fear is the trick of the devil. He wants you to be fearful. We cannot allow him to take over our mind, body, or soul. He cannot have us. He cannot have no parts of us. 
We belong to God. So we have to have faith. We have to keep the faith. We have to trust God. We have to be obedient to him because we belong to God. And that is the way that God wants us to live our life. You know, when you become fearful, it's a bad feeling. So why would you want a bad feeling over your body, over your mind, over your spirit, especially? I don't like the feeling of fear. I don't. That's why I automatically started praying because it's not a good feeling at all. So, Joshua and Caleb would go into the land. In that time, Moses died and Joshua was the new leader. It was time to get to the promised land. Just as God started the exodus by allowing the Israelites to miraculously walk across the Red Sea on dry ground, he ended the exodus by providing them dry ground to cross the Jordan River into the promised land. Now the first battle was before them. Jericho was a city built on a steep hill with two big walls surrounding it. And it was hard for attackers to successfully strike. But God had a battle plan for them. It would require complete trust from the Israelites. Israelites. Because truthfully, it didn't make any sense. For six days, everyone was going to march around the city walls once. Once in complete silence. Seven priests, each blowing a ram's horn, would go in front of the ark. On the seventh day, they would march around seven times. And when signaled, they would all make a loud noise. A big unified shout that would cause the walls to come crashing down. Then they would go into the city, take all of the silver, gold, bronze, and iron, and then burn the city down. Only one family would be saved, a lady named Rahab and her family. Rahab was a Canaanite. But she believed in God of the Israelites. This was the plan and it worked. The Israelites overcame the Canaanites. This this story is a picture of judgment. The city was completely destroyed because of their wickedness and unbelief. It is also a symbol of God's victory. But soon our world will be judged and wickedness and evil will be destroyed. The Apostle Paul writes, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the archangel's voice, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. 1 Thessalonians 4 and 16. So basically, Joshua became the new leader after Moses died. And there was this big wall that was blocking the way it was a city named Jericho so God gave them rules to follow and these Israelites followed the Lord they obeyed him in his word they trusted him enough and did what he told them to do and the wall came tumbling down and they were also then they were instructed to burn the city all the gold the bronze everything burn the city because it was filled with wickedness and that plan was the plan all along 
and that was God's judgment and like like it said there will be another judgment of the world where God will come and judge all of us again all of the world's wickedness and evil and of course it will be overthrown because God always wins no matter what it may look like God wins him and Jesus they win all the time so like he said for the Lord himself would descend from heaven with a shout with the archangel's voice and with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ will rise first first Thessalonians 4 and 16 Just as Joshua ushered in the judgment to the Canaanites one day, Jesus will bring judgment to the world. God will be victorious just as the priest's horn sounded and the people shouted. God's trumpet will sound one day and he will give a cry of command. Rahab and her family were saved because she turned from the ways of the Canaanites and put her faith in God, in the God of the Hebrews. Hebrews, I'm sorry. We can be saved when we put our faith in Jesus. God is holy and he was calling his covenant people to holiness too. So see, God's going to judge us again, judge the world again. Basically what we need to do is put our faith in Jesus and turn from the ways of the world. Don't be like the world as the Bible says. I am in this world, but I am not of this world. So we always need to remember that as believers of Christ. So dear God, you are gracious when the Israelites grumbled yet again. You gave them what they wanted, even if that meant wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. Help us not to grumble and miss out on the blessings you have planned for your people. May we trust you even if we don't understand the plan. May we be like Joshua and Caleb and obey, believing in your promises and protection. May we put our faith in Jesus and be ready for when the trumpet of God sounds. Lord, help us with these characteristics. Help us not to let fear take over our hearts, mind, body, soul, or spirit, Lord. Let us continue to have faith in you and your promises and your word, Lord Jesus. For your promises never fail, nor do you never forsake us. All these prayers I ask in your son Jesus Christ's name, knowing that you are answering my prayers. Amen. Thank you all for listening to today's Bible study. We will be back again on next Wednesday with another Bible study. Um, y'all take care. Enjoy your evening, the rest of your week and your weekend. And God bless.